Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have the latest market outlook from Sask Wheat. Developments in the Russia-Ukraine war have continued to dominate discussion about markets this week. We have an update from Farm Credit Canada on the cattle and hog market outlook. Real Agriculture talks about succession planning on the farm. The annual Grain Millers Harvest Showdown opens tomorrow in Yorkton. We have the latest Saskatchewan feeder cattle market update. The farm weather is in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director, Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. The latest Sask Wheat Market Outlooks as wheat prices moved up 13 to 30 cents a bushel yesterday after Russia suspended grain movement guarantees for Ukraine. Michael Wilton with Mercantile Consulting prepared the market outlook for the Sask Wheat website. He outlines the impact of Russia's suspension of grain movement guarantees for Ukraine. The most important news of the day is Russia's abandonment of the Black Sea Grain Initiative. The announcement came over the weekend after a drone attack on Russian ships. Moscow says it can no longer guarantee the protection of civilian ships in the Black Sea. The trade corridor has been a very important for Ukrainian wheat. The initiative was signed on July 22nd. That month, Ukraine exported 350,000 tons of wheat through its ports. This accounted for 77% of what was exported from Ukraine by all modes of transportation. Under the Grain Corridor Agreement, wheat exports through Ukraine's ports grew to 725,000 in August and 1.7 million tons in September. The September amount was 87% of all the wheat exports from Ukraine by all modes of transportation. Without the agreement, wheat exports from Ukraine could return to the 1 million ton per month level. The Russian suspension is leaving 218 vessels stranded. 22 of these vessels are loaded in Ukrainian ports. 95 are loaded and waiting for inspection in Turkey, and 101 vessels are empty and waiting for clearance in Turkey. The UN and Turkey are hoping to proceed in moving some of these ships without Russia's approval. The success, or lack thereof, will need to be closely watched. In Canada, there was strong wheat movement in week 12. 533.9 thousand tons of Canadian wheat was shipped. Real companies supplied just 81% of the ordered cars in week 11. We do not have week 12 data yet. 
Durham exports for week 12 were strong, at 161.7 thousand tons. Exports today have grown to 722 thousand tons. Of this, 371 thousand tons has left through the bay and lakes, while 255 thousand tons has been exported from Vancouver. While we're on the topic of Durham, Durham prices in the EU continue to improve. While prices in Spain were unchanged, Italy's price rose to another 3 euros a ton over the week to 493 euros per ton. This backs off to about 14.5 dollars a bushel at the elevator in Saskatchewan. We saw some of these prices briefly last week, but these bids have been largely pulled for now. Given the global prices, we know grain companies will be able to pay up for Durham when they decide to move Durham again. In the US, US winter wheat planting rose 10% over the week to 79% complete. Just under half of the crop has emerged. 74% of the US winter wheat area is under drought conditions. Moisture conditions in Kansas and Oklahoma, where 35% of the US winter wheat crop is grown, are 9% and 2% adequate, respectively. In Australia, the USDA attaché in Australia is forecasting the country will grow their second largest crop on record, to the tune of 34 million tons. The report, completed on October 21st, understates the impact that rain at harvest time is having on the crop. Large amounts of rain, especially in the New South Wales, where approximately 30% of the wheat crop is grown, will increase an abandoned area and cause upwards of one-third of Australia's crop to be low quality. Wilton adds drought in Argentina will mean a reduced crop in that part of the world this year. He also says last week's wheat trades by Russia were at least $40 per metric ton below North American prices. Russia needs the money, so do they put their grain prices higher? It's hard to say. If December corn can break through the $7 per bushel resistance, wheat will follow corn higher. We would not make additional sales for now. As an analyst with Mercantile Consulting Venture in Winnipeg, he compiled this week's market outlook for the Sask Wheat. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch Eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. A cattle and hogs market update from Farm Credit Canada has some positive news for producers. FCC Chief Agricultural Economist J.P. Gervais says there is strength in cattle and hog prices, but some concerns about the long-term outlook. Well, overall, I mean, if you look at red meat prices and livestock prices overall, they're pretty, they're on a pretty good trend. I think the overall tight supply in the U.S., the small herds as well in the U.S., combined with uh, so far, uh, up until, you know, to, up to now and perhaps, you know, for the next few months, pretty strong demand as well. So all of that combined has brought prices to certainly in the cattle sector prices at a very, very positive level. Now, the forward looking assessment, though, is that, you know, maybe with a little bit of a downturn globally when it comes to the, the world economy, perhaps, you know, talks of a, a global recession, whether or not we're going to have a recession here in Canada, the bottom line is that there will be 
a slowdown worldwide. And, and so that slowdown historically or a slowdown historically has made red meat demand actually come down a little bit. So there might be a little bit weaker demand in the next few months, depending on the size of the economic slowdown that we have here in North America, as well as overall in the world. But uh, bottom line is that we have some pretty attractive prices right now in the cattle market. So cattle market prices are attractive. Will they continue? And how does the hog market look? Well, I think the outlook for prices really depends on the future health of the global economy, right? So the fact that we've been raising or most central banks have been raising interest rates is certainly is going to slow down the world economy and perhaps as well slow down the economy in the U.S. and Canada. And historically, when economies slow down, uh, this has been uh, met with a bit of a weaker demand for red meat. So that's, I think, the one factor to monitor going forward is the health of the world economy and the health of economies in North America. Now, for the hog market, much of the same when it comes to demand. I mean, on the supply side, we've seen a little bit more supply come in the markets. But having said that as well, from an historical standpoint, I think we're looking at not prospects of limited supply in the U.S., so I think that should be that bode well for pricing here in Canada as well. You've also released a mid-year food and beverage report. Tell me a little bit about the findings there. Well, I think in the food and beverage industry, I think the margins are really tight. Overall cost pressures, and it's not unlike what we've seen at the farm level, right? Costs have been going up. If you look at commodity prices, they're elevated, they're above their five-year averages. If you look at energy, we've had a little, a little bit of a relief when it comes to energy markets, but they're still very high, you know, energy prices. Uh, labor are, is very tight. Uh, wages keep going up at a very significant level. So all of that combined actually put a lot of pressure on, on the margins of food processors. The silver lining really is that despite elevated interest rates, despite a lot of inflation at the consumer retail level, we've seen that food demand has been pretty resilient. So in that sense, we've been seeing food manufacturers been able to sustain sales you know, in the domestic market as well as in, in the export markets. But overall, margins have been really tight. So that put a little bit of pressure on, on food manufacturers. I do think that as commodity prices come back down slightly. And, and again, you know, there are a lot of different unknowns, whether, you know, the, the war in Ukraine, overall the global economy and so forth. But uh, overall, I do think that margins are probably going to improve over the last this next six months here. And uh, that would be uh, perhaps bring a little bit of relief to food manufacturers. J.P. Gervais is the chief agricultural economist at Regina-based FCC. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. With uh, great pleasure, I introduce our panelists for this segment. From Manitoba, is Mr. Ron Cron. How are you, Ron? Yes, very good, Lindsay. Thanks for having me on. Ron, a few weeks ago, you put out a tweet on Twitter talking about succession planning, farm business transition, and from a bit of a different perspective. So, so just catch everybody up on sort of what that was all about. Many of the presentations that we've seen and heard for the last 20 years now on how to do succession always focuses on the exiting generation. So let's say the retiring parents and then the kids that are 
that are currently at the farm. But I have never heard a presentation yet on how to onboard the next generation while the current generation that's, you know, in their 40s and 50s that have maybe just finished their succession with their mom and dad, but they already have kids now coming back onto the farm or wanting to come to the farm. How do we do that? That seems to be a black hole of, uh, it's just not talked about in, in presentations, it seems. And so anyways, that's, and that's where our farm's at right now. We just finished succession with my mom and dad successfully, I would say for the most part, a few bumps along the road, but overall a good experience, I think for everybody, but we already have our 20 year old son who is wanting to come back to the farm. And so, yeah, we're now grappling with how we do that. Uh, so it's, yeah, that, that, that was kind of the motivation behind the question. So Ron, you know, from your perspective, so you've got, you know, you've, you've got at least one child that, that, you know, is probably quite interested, let's assume, and, you know, doing some work. What tools do you feel you're missing or, or are you looking for guidance on how to sort of perhaps bring someone in earlier? You know, we, we have a great accountant and a, and, a, and a professional from our accounting firm that, that walked us through the succession plan for, for mom and dad exiting. And we're already talking about having meetings this winter on coming up with a plan for, for onboarding. But I always like coming into meetings with, with the professionals with some ideas and some thoughts as to how we'd like to go about doing that rather than just totally just relying on whatever they say and we just say, sure, mm-hmm. yeah, that sounds good. So, you know, it, it just isn't something that isn't talked about a lot. And I, I think one of the reasons is is that for many years, and, and there, was, there was a reason why there was so much focus on succession over the last 20 years because it just had not been talked about. And there were a lot of farmers that didn't deal with that till they were 70 or till maybe even after they had passed on. And so there was a lot of farmers only now then taking on management or ownership in their fifties and sixties. I think that has really changed. So in my circle of, of farmers that I hang out with and that I deal with at peer groups and different things, like we're all in our late thirties to early fifties and that has happened already. So I think that's a good sign that succession has happened sooner. Um, but now, now we're, we're kind of being forced to, to deal with this sooner as well, uh, because we've, we've accelerated that process in some ways. So now there's an expectation and maybe from us as well that we don't want to manage for 40 years. So we'd like to do that transition sooner again. And so that, that just puts, let's just accelerate the process. So, you know, what tools, I, I think it's more just having more discussion about that. There's, there's all sorts of questions or variables that, uh, that need to be dealt with. And uh, yeah, so that's, it's, it's more just having, starting to have that discussion so that you can come up with ideas. How do you feel about, you know, the, the inherent risk of perhaps it not going the way you think it will? That's a tough question. That's one of, probably one of my bigger concerns is that, that what happens if, if the, at the end of, of bringing in the next generation that we've done some things that have that's harmed that relationship, that, that to me is more important than the farm keeping on or, you know, that it stays financially viable, even though we want all those things to happen. But to me, relationship is still key. And that, I guess that's, what's driving my, that's my motivation for wanting to make sure that we, we try and get this as right as we can, recognizing that there's no guarantee that it's going to be a success. But I think the more that we work at it and be proactive rather than reactive probably sets us up for a better chance of success. 
This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly cloudy. There is some sun poking out this afternoon, but there is supposed to be mostly cloudy skies. Wind southeast 20, gusting to 40. The high today, 12 degrees, the low plus 1. Wednesday, sunny, wind west 30, the high 8 tomorrow, the low minus 3. Thursday, cloudy, the high minus 3, the low minus 11. Friday, sunny with a high plus 5, the low plus 2. Saturday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers or flurries. The high supposed to be around plus 2, the low minus 10. Sunday, partly cloudy with the high minus 7, the low minus 12. Monday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries. The high just minus 8. Normal high for this date is plus 4, the normal low minus 8. The sun rose at 749 this morning. It sets at 535 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now is Cornac in the south country at 14 degrees. Cold spot up north, Key Lake, minus 9. Estevan is 12, Saskatoon 5, Swift Current and Weyburn both 11 degrees. Yorkton is 7. Regina, partly cloudy, it's 7 degrees. That's 44 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 21. Humidity is 73%. The barometric pressure dropping 100.8. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 6 degrees. Winds are from the east-southeast at 15. Once again, Regina, it's kind of sunny. A few clouds in the sky. It's 7 degrees. That's 44 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Kim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The official kickoff to the 33rd Annual annual Grain Miller's Harvest Showdown in Yorkton started yesterday with a burning of the brand. The show actually opens tomorrow. Wednesday night is Ag Appreciation Evening and starts at 7 p.m. Yorkton Exhibition Association Manager Barb Whitus says beef cattle entries are up this year. We've had to expand our Breeders' Alley, the FCC Breeders' Alley. We have 13 pens here. Cattle Futurity Show and Commercial Cattle Show and Sale are up this year as well. So we've got a full barn. We're really excited about that, uh, you know, coming out of COVID. You know, if you want to add to your herd, this is the place to be. The Commercial Cattle Sale Saturday at 4 o'clock in the Agri Pavilion. And uh, coming, we've got some pens of three bred heifers, pens of uh open calves and uh, you'll, you won't be disappointed. Whitehouse says the Yorkton Harvest Showdown also features a seed show. You know we've got really good entries this year. Uh, the quality's good uh, you know and, and lots of good 
good samples. Our judges have a tough job this year for sure. And uh, we're, again, you know, want to thank all the producers who have submitted samples. They We had sent away the forage for testing so they can make their winter feeding plans. And we're really proud to be one of the last remaining uh, commercial grain forage and pedigreed seed shows. So we've got a lot of good pedigreed seed entries this year and just a great show all around. So we're excited about that and invite all of the producers um, down to our awards evening Thursday uh, at 7 o'clock up in the National Bank Financial Place. And then uh, we have Thirsty Thursday following where we'll have comedian Paul Meyerhog and uh, Bull Ruckus uh, providing some entertainment in the evening. Barb Whitehouse is the manager of Yorkton Exhibition Association. The Harvest Showdown activity begins tomorrow. The professional bull riding event Friday and Saturday is a virtual sellout. The annual Ag Appreciation Evening will be held tomorrow night in conjunction with the 33rd annual Harvest Showdown. The AgTech Accelerator, founded by Cultivator, powered by Conexus, Emertech, and Economic Development Regina, says its initial cohort has seen great success so far this year. So far, the Ag Tech event has raised almost $22 million in private capital, generated almost $10 million in revenue, received $14 million in public funding, created 32 new jobs, and developed 34 patent applications. The purpose to accelerate the growth of Canadian Ag Tech startups to solve global problems. The inaugural cohort consisted of 16 companies from across Canada and the UK. The second cohort application opens the second week of November. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed during the past week. Jace Fawson with the Livestock Branch at the Ministry of Agriculture says prices were mixed but remained strong as more cattle were going to market. Saskatchewan feeder steer prices were mixed but remained strong over the week. Feeder steer prices ranged from 336.71 per hundred weight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category to 232.50 per hundred weight for the 800 to 900 weight pound category. No prices were available for the 900 plus pound steers. The largest price decrease was 731 per hundred weight for the steers weighing between 8 and 900 pounds, with the 4 to 500 pound steers seeing the largest price increase of 449 per hundred weight. Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices were also mixed over the last week and ranged from 257.03 per hundred weight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category to 210 per hundred weight for heifers above 800 pounds. Heifers in the 300 to 400 pound weight category had the largest price increase of 556 per hundred weight above the previous week's price. The remaining categories ranged from being down $1.33 per hundred weight to prices increasing 80 cents per hundred weight for the week. What were the main factors behind these price changes? Market variation may be due to a backlog of fed cattle at feedlots across Alberta and Saskatchewan, reducing the demand for replacement feeder cattle. Additionally, the rising price of barley is also a factor influencing the price of calves, causing feeders to price cattle based on the cost of feed. And what were marketings? Feeder cattle marketings were once again up in the province over the past week. Canfax reported 42,753 head being marketed this week, up 2,233 head from the previous week. The weekly marketing volumes are lower 
compared to the same week last year when just over 45,000 head were marketed. And year-to-date marketings are 16% below 2021. What happened with market-ready cattle prices this past week? The Canfax price for Alberta fed steers reported on October 28th was 182.50. This is up a dollar 38 from the 180.62 reported on October 21st. A year ago, the price for Alberta fed steers averaged 153.50 during the same week. Looking to cows, we've seen a drop with D2 slaughter cows falling an average of 621 per hundredweight from the previous week to end up at 97.79 per hundredweight. This is the first time D2 cows have fallen below $100 per hundredweight since early April. The price of D3 slaughter cows was also down 250 per hundredweight to average 86.57 per hundredweight. Jace Fossen is with the Livestock Branch at the Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And also brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboine and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain markets were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for canola gained eight fifty at eight sixty-nine fifty. Oats rose fourteen dollars at two eighty-nine thirty-two. Number one red spring wheat went down three seventy-six at four thirty-six ninety-four. The rest were unchanged. Durham four ninety-one fifty-two. Feed barley three sixty-seven eighty-seven. Chickpeas nine twenty-five ninety-five. Flax seven fifty-two ninety-eight. Lentils seven sixty-eight fifty. Yellow peas four sixty-nine zero eight. And feed wheat two eighty-nine fifty-six. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December fell eight and a quarter cents at nine seventy-three. It's the livestock report on the source six twenty CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of November 1st. Our last regular sale was on October 26th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.92 cents to $1.05. D3 cows sold from $0.80 cents to $0.92. Cents. Canner cows sold from $0.70 cents to $0.80. Cents. Hefferettes sold from $1.40 to $1.70. They're selling very well. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.20 to $1.40. We had a pre-sorted Angus sale here on Monday, 300 to 400 pounds to Average three dollars and fourteen cents and sold at the three dollars and thirty cents. Four hundred to four fifty pound steers average three dollars and six cents and sold at the three dollars and fifteen cents. Four fifty to five hundred pound steers average two dollars and ninety three cents and sold at the three dollars and fifteen cents. Five hundred to five fifty pound steers average two dollars and eighty two cents and sold at the two dollars and ninety seven cents. Five fifty to six hundred pound steers average two dollars and sixty seven cents and sold up to $2.77. 600 to 650-pound steers averaged $2.58 and sold up to $2.63. 650 to 700-pound steers averaged $2.52 and sold up to $2.60. 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $2.34 and sold up to $2.51. Heifers were about 40 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of 440-pound black steers at $3.15 a pound, three loads of 500-pound 
black steers at $2.97 pound, two loads of 550-pound black steers at $2.77 a pound, two loads of 600-pound black steers at $2.63 a pound, a load of 650-pound black steers at $2.58 a pound, and a load of 700-pound black steers at $2.51 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,900 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 227 to $241 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,400 head, selling in a range of 227 to $241 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are steady, selling in the range of 60 to 68 cents per pound of live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was down 18 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3649. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 73.24 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices are lower, with the negotiated Western Corn Belt down for a second day in a row at $2.49 a hundred weight, while the national form is softened by 84 cents and a dollar three U.S. a hundred weight for the traditional and cutout adjusted basis, respectively. Coming up, the this is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. The Saskatchewan party government is set to introduce a bill today aimed at seeking more provincial independence, especially over its natural resources. Canada's constitution already separates provincial and federal powers, but Saskatchewan wants it written into its own laws with the Saskatchewan First Act. The intent of the bill is to define that Saskatchewan alone has exclusive jurisdiction over its natural resources and economic future. Lieutenant Governor Russell Morasti said in last week's throne speech that the legislation will draw the jurisdictional line and defend it based on the existing constitutional division of powers. Saskatchewan is holding a career fair today for recent Ukrainian arrivals. The government says 90 employers will be in attendance in sectors that include agriculture, mining, retail, tech and transportation. Career Training Minister Jeremy Harrison says finding employment is a significant step in the settlement process. Since the Russian invasion of the Eastern European country, Saskatchewan has welcomed more than 2,300 displaced Ukrainians. On the markets, the TSX is up 140 points to 19,566. The Dow has dropped 104 points to 32,628. Oil has gained $2.09 at 88.62 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 73.20 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.